Warning. The following contains biblical content, raw gospel, sudden and spontaneous worship, and something not preached everywhere. The Word of God. This is church formatted for the internet. Coming up next, now here they are, saints on a mission from God. Blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord, whose confidence is in Him. He will be like a tree planted by the water that sends out its roots by the stream. It does not fear when heat comes. Its leaves are always green. It has no worries in a year of drought and never fails to bear fruit. Look upon your life today as a beautiful tree. God wants you to be planted by the rivers of living water. Psalms 1 verse 3 He sees your potential as a mature and beautiful tree of righteousness. Isaiah 61 3 Let us identify six benefits of being planted. 1. Happiness Blessed or happy is the man or woman. 2. Confidence Hope in God. 3. Well watered Roots by a stream are well watered. 4. No fear Life's ups and downs Number six, always fruit-bearing, a healthy, reproductive tree. Let's read the verse again with those six benefits in thought. Blessed is the man, or woman I might add, who trusts in the Lord, whose confidence is in Him. You will be like a tree planted by the water that sends out its roots by the stream. It does not fear when heat comes. Its leaves are always green, and it has no worries in a year of drought and never fails to bear fruit. I think that's some one of the reasons why I spiritually love to go for walks along the big lake. Get planted. Put your roots down deep now and today. Let's pray. Patient Lord, I am ready to put down roots and grow strong in you. Help me to find my proper place to serve. In Jesus' name, amen. Hello, I'm Pastor Kevin, and I welcome you to this episode of PGN.Church. I get my awesome professional voice from eating chocolate before I record. It has to be a perfect balance of 60% cocoa, and also a little coffee never hurt. Today, we are going to talk about Satan's lies. You can recognize in our discussion how that may apply to you and how we, as Christians, worked our way through 
those experiences. Anybody watch the Super Bowl last weekend? Well, while they were on the congratulations platform, um, giving each other the glory, um, the owner of the Buccaneers said this, my father had an expression, the Buccaneers co-owner Joel Glazer said, if you want to know the road ahead, ask the person who has been there. We found that person, 10 Super Bowl appearances, seven victories, Tom Brady. Well, I'm here today to tell you that uh, my father in heaven also has an expression, and he has said that if you want to know the road ahead, ask the person who has been there. We found that person. He was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. The punishment that brought us peace was upon him. He was arrested, beaten, crucified, and died for our sins. Then he rose in victory from the dead to show us the way. This person is Jesus Christ from Nazareth. Living where I do now, my heart is broken every day as I see people in the skywalk and I give away these uh, gift cards for Super One and stuff, you know, I mean, I see people every day, you know, that are hurting and crazies, people talking to themselves. Oh, yeah. You know, it's got to drive you crazy. Yeah. You know, or, you know, a young or guy. Unfortunately, if, if they're, have mental issues or something. Yeah, and a guy, well, yeah, they because. They up there on their own. Yeah, because what we've done is, you know, as a society, we used to have mental institutions where people could be, you know, where they could get help and stuff. Not anymore, you know, because they closed them all down and right. so they're out on the streets and it's like... Uh, yeah, I remember when that, remember when that literally happened. I, I mean, do. They, they closed down Moose Lake. Yep. And then uh, made some apartments available in downtown or wherever that was. Yeah. And uh, they're on their own. Yeah. Yeah. So that's my newest dilemma, uh, Kevin, or the newest thing I'm dealing with is like, you know, why am I here? And here I am in a luxury apartment. Yep. And I see all this around me and I just want to cry. I mean, it's just, it's like, okay, Lord, you know, like you're, you're saying, what is your purpose? You know, what, what am I supposed, you know, okay, Lord, what do you want me to do? So I need to just keep touching those lives as much as I can. That's what he's told me. He says, you know, you just need to love on them. You need to show kindness and you right. need to, you know, so it's like, yeah, what do I do? So that's a, that's a kind of an ongoing thing with me now, Kevin, mm -hmm. uh, living down here, because you don't avoid any of it. I mean, it's right here. No, you can't avoid it or mm -hmm. drive by. Nope, they're, they're I mean, right even, there. Even even driving here, it's below zero. It's warmer, warmer by the lake, but there's people with uh, no gloves on standing on the corners. Yeah. Well, like I could show you the picture of the guy underneath the uh, sleeping bag. Yep. Laying on Michigan Street, not far from R.T. Quinlan's. Yep. That just breaks my heart. So I get I get teary-eyed, you know, because it's like, Lord.
We have not properly introduced our host, Sandy. Sandy is a longtime friend of mine, and he's originally from L.A., California, <laughs> and does not wear socks. <laughs> How is that working for you here in Minnesota? Not very good. I need, uh, especially when it's 26 below today mm -hmm. uh, in uh, Duluth, Minnesota, socks are necessary. I always tell the story when I came from uh, California because I had never seen snow before. And my first winter in uh, Duluth lived out in the country. And uh, my folks had, a, had purchased a couple of used uh, sleds. And so my sister and I were out in the front yard. We had a, just a, a small uh, slope. And uh, we were trying to slide down this hill. And my mother uh, yells out the front door and says, you've got to turn the sled right side up because we were holding on to the rails of the sled and the snow oh, the was, runners. Just the runners. So the yeah. snow was coming in and just packing us in. So that was, uh, that was my first experience with, uh, uh, with snow. Yeah. Those, those sleds aren't like that with the steel runners. They're fast. Yeah. I mean, once you get them going the right way, but when my kids were growing up, I had to search and hunt for that type of sled. And then the only place I could use them was where I used them was in Proctor on that. Um, used to be a bowling alley just as on the oh. edge of town there. Okay. But it, it has a huge hill on the other side. Yeah, I, I would think you would probably just slide and, down Thompson they, Hill or something. And they turn into ice. <laughs> <laughs> and then those runners, you know, those runners were really good on that because they could get an edge. and. Oh, yeah. Except yeah. just stopping at the end was a little little problem. But there was there's a whole bunch of kids down there, so it didn't hurt so bad when you hit <laughs> Yeah, wow, we had some pretty close calls. The, uh, the other big thing that I noticed uh, coming from California, my two best friends uh, growing up in Los Angeles, well, not growing up, I was only five years old when we left, but uh, my two best friends, uh, one, uh, one, his name was Carter, my black friend, yep. and my other friend was uh, Hispanic, and uh, that's who we hung around with. You know, oh, yeah. and coming and coming to Duluth, Minnesota, and so uh, um, that in your neighborhood or yeah, school oh, yeah. buddies. Yeah, well, we had those pedal cars. Did you do you oh, remember yes. the old pedal cars? I had a uh, there's a one, one of the guys. I'm trying to remember which one had a uh, a fire a fire truck that you could pedal. Fire, yeah. And I had a blue car. I had a sedan yeah, that had, you could. I pedal. had the yellow dump truck. The yellow. Well, uh, knowing you and your family, I can <laughs> see it because you're you're. Uh, your kids like to move earth, and they, they like to. Uh, yeah. They, they like. They like dirt. <laughs> yes, they like dirt, and they like fire, and oh, they yeah. do. They like fire. So. All of the natural elements. Yeah, all of the natural elements. That's true. Yeah. So that's my background. I've lived in Duluth uh, uh, 65 years, and uh, I love the city. Um, I love, uh, when it's cold like this, I like to uh, travel to Mexico. I've got a, a Christian uh, family that I stay with in Mexico, and they've really had an impact on my life um, um, that has always been positive. So, The Bible says everyone is a sinner by birth and by choice. If you go by Bible references, it's in Romans 3, 
verses 10 and 23. Yeah, growing uh, uh, before I uh, became a Christian, which was a phenomenal experience, um, I didn't know what was real and what was true. Well, so what is truth? You know, and right. now I know after being a Christian for quite a few years that he says that he is the way, the truth, and the life. But we don't know what is truth until we get a relationship or we're in communion with him and, and know his character and know how he says we are to be made or how we are to grow as a Christian. And we only do that by knowing his word and spending that time with him. Um, so I had to get rid of a whole bunch of lies. I mean, when I became a Christian, one of the first things I realized that everything that I believed, uh, the Bible was just the opposite. Because my whole life was centered on what can I get out of this? Right. What's it good for me? You know, what, what, what do I gain from that? And it's like, no, we are to uh, uh, pray for our enemies. Give me a break. You know, what is, how do you do that? You know, uh, I, I gain by giving to other people, you know, giving away things and, uh, and being generous to people. And it's like, that's just the opposite is, you know, what I was supposed to do is to do, uh, create all that I can, gather all that I can for my family and for myself. And uh, that was my goal in life. It wasn't to serve others. It wasn't that I should be concerned about others. It was that I would be just concerned about myself. So that was the first thing is like everything I read in the Bible was just the opposite of, uh, of how I grew up because everything was based on self growing up. You know, you're a Sweeney. You can uh, do all things and you're, uh, 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 you know what's right and you need to let people know what those things are. And I realized after uh, spending time uh, in the Bible and knowing that, you know, I, uh, I came into the world as a sinner because of what happened in the Garden of Eden. And uh, one of the goals that I always have when I, uh, when I speak to people is that I want to be uh, like Adam and Eve were before they sinned right. because they would walk in the Garden of Eden in the cold, cool of the evening and they would talk with God. Talk with God, right. And it's like, that gives me goosebumps just even thinking about that. The creator of the universe, I never thought about that, but I can actually talk with God. And he, he created me to do that. He created me to have communion with me. That's right. why we are made in his image. And it's like, what a privilege. I mean, it's like I can spend time with him, and that's my purpose. I mean, just even speaking about this, I, I just come on fire right. for the Lord because yeah. he is everything. He's my treasure. And he, that time I spend with him uh, is the best because he is well pleased with us when we spend time with him because he wants to teach us. He wants to put his arms around us. You know, the devil wants to tear us down, kill, seek, and destroy. That's his right. goal. Whatever he can to keep us distracted and keep us away from the truth, that's why it's so important that we reach out to people and show the love of God so that they can experience um, that their purpose in life is to be in communion with God the Father through his son Jesus. And the devil hates that. He doesn't want you to do that. He doesn't want you to feel free. He doesn't want you to express that love. He doesn't want you to have joy. He wants to keep you down and be in control 
so that uh, God's kingdom uh, doesn't come about. Right. That's his goal, you know. So I always make the picture on both of both of my shoulders. I always uh, tell people when I go into jail too. On one shoulder, you've got God's voice that says, "You know, I am all that you need. I am enough. I love you, my son. You can trust me. You can uh, uh, you can uh, live uh, a fruitful life. You can be uh, free and prosperous. You can live healthy." And on the other side is another voice on my other shoulder is the other voice of the devil saying, who do you think you are? Who do you think you are? Right. You're nothing. You're nothing. And God says, I'm the apple of your eye. And the devil is saying, no, you're not. You're the worm. You're the worm. You know, who do you think you are? And I I always like it because it's like, who do I think I am? am, I'm a son of God. I am a son of God. I have been created in his image. I am I am complete in him as opposed to the enemy was saying, "No, you need stuff. You need material things. You need to be in control of people. You need you need all this property. You need all these things to make you happy." And on the other on the other shoulder he's saying, "I am all you need and the joy is with me and I will provide all these things." When you mentioned that God on one shoulder and, yeah. the, and the, the liar on the other. The liar or Satan on the other. Yeah. Um, that brought to mind a new believer. I went I went to one of these meetings at the basement of the Radisson and uh, they wanted to pray for people. And, and then beyond that, I was thinking when we were first getting on this, you know, you can have, you can give people all the Bible verse you want in the world, but nothing is better than introducing them Jesus. That's right. Wow. And 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 in that, they can hear for themselves from Him. I mean, that's right. What are we? You know, that's right. If I can, I mean, I'm looking down here and I got a B, C, D, E, F, and G, mm-hmm. all Bible verses that you know we memorize or try to. So when we go out and witness, I mean, right. they're good to know because God will bring them up yeah. to your mind in the right time. Right. But that's not going to convince anybody. It's it's knowing Jesus. Anyway, I was in line and they said in the chairs standing up, people were praying. There's one guy walking around with a flute and, uh, yeah, you know, some music. And, and I'm thinking, this place is, you know, borderline. Yes, this but, is uh, crazy. But then, you know, I had just that day, I, I was storing my brother's Harley, and uh, you know it's not going to stay in the garage. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> if I have anything to say about That's it. That's right. So I was storing his Harley, but I was also driving it every day, and it was one of those older kickstart ones. There was no electric button and go, and uh, those things backfire, and the kickstand—they're notorious for coming up on you. So my knee had overextended itself in the wrong direction oh and the pain and and that is like a painful thing i was literally slid off the side and was on the ground just going like oh this hurts and i and i it it hurt so bad i was you know i i should go in and have this checked you know right i tore something i broke something what do i do yeah you know but uh we had this meeting to go to yeah and uh I could I could barely get in the car, and uh, you know Liz drove 
Anyway, they said from the front of the building, somebody has a knee problem, would you like to come forward and have it prayed for? And, uh, and at that point, it was like something physically pushed me. I mean, right in my back. I mean, it was, you know, the Holy Spirit saying, get with it. Yeah, because yeah, you couldn't lift your body was, out. You couldn't was, lift your body out because it was in pain. No. So anyway, I, so I, I just started. I decided, yep, God, you know, you're real. I'll let you heal this thing. And I took one step forward, and it was healed right there before I got out to the aisle. Thank you, and, God. And uh, wow. But listening to the, uh, um, you know, hours later. Sometimes these things go on for hours. We're driving home. I'm walking up my step, and in my left ear, something says, you're not really healed. That's right. That was just the excitement of the moment. Yeah. And my knee hurt, yep. and I couldn't go up my step. There's the lies. Then in my right ear, it says, I am God. Oh. Oh. Don't <laughs> listen to the devil. <laughs> That's right. And my knee was again healed and, and pain-free. I ran up the steps and had no problems ever since. Wow. Yeah, it depends on who we listen to. You know, like the Bible verse is about hold every thought captive, you know, because it's whatever we let in and whatever we believe, that's what we act on. So that's why we, we need to know what the truth is. And uh, in that, that's a, that's a, that's a, that's a great story. I remember learning something um, similar to that when I was, uh, uh, because I, I, I believe in, uh, you know, to even be praying for myself, I will. You know, I'll fall down or I'll trip on something or, you know, I remember falling on a bunch of rocks out by a lake. And so I went down and my immediate feeling was, my immediate word, my, my immediate uh, reaction was, put your hands on those areas that you just fell on. Mm -hmm. and pray yep. and I always just do in Jesus name be healed and I will get up from that and not have anything wrong because my faith is in him because that's who he is I can trust him he wants the best for me everything else <laughs> discouragement and all those other things are coming from the pit of hell they're coming Satan lying just like, right. he, like he was doing well you think you're healed yeah. who do you think you are that's what right. I, you know, and I, what I do is or I say, not worthy. that's right, yeah. yeah. I say back to him, this is who I am. Yeah, I can do that. I can say that this is who I am. I am a son of God. I am his favorite. I am the apple of his eye. And he is trustworthy. He'll never leave me. He'll never forsake me. Right. He's my, my, my greatest coach. And the thing is, he will tell me, it, it says in Proverbs 3, 6, you know, don't lean on your under on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him, and he will direct your paths. Right, and it's true, he does. But we have to seek his kingdom first, because he says, "I just want to, I just want to meet with you. I just want to meet with you. That's why you're here. I want to meet with you, and I want to become your best friend. I want you to become. I want to be your treasure." Uh, as the parables in the in the in the Bible talk about, you know, they sold everything, right? Sold property to, to 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 find this, or the pearl of great price, you know, that they gave everything uh, to to get to know Him, 
and he offers it as a free gift. It's the best, it's the best deal because I had nothing to offer except my life. And he says, yeah, turn it over to me and I will, uh, I will show you these things. And you're not alone. And that's the big thing. I'm never alone. No matter what happens, I'm never alone, no matter what's going on with me. I want you to experience the love of Christ right. that I have right now. And I want it just to flow from me to you right now. That's what he's told me to do. That's it. How simple can that be? Yep, the gospel it is. is simple. It is simple. And it that isn't. Is the gospel. Yeah. Spam risk. <laughs> Don't answer. It's Satan interrupting. Pure Gospel Network is an intergenerational, Christ-centered, not-for-profit internet mission church. A network of believers from many different backgrounds who are passionate about reaching out to others. Your Voice in the Wilderness, a church online since 98, now known as PGN.Church, operates 100% on your tax-deductible donations.